Hey everybody, this is Theophilus from TZ Coaching and you're listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Whether you're a dad that stays at home, works from home, or away from home, our roles are essential. To a son, it's an illustration of how life as a man is done, and to a daughter, an example of the type of man to look for in the future. But in either case, a noble father stands firm for what he believes, leads with his actions, and embodies a healthy balance of body, mind, and spirit. He pushes himself hardest and commands his time respectfully because he knows how precious the present is. Join me as we discover what it means to live as a noble father. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Noble Father podcast. I am your host, Theophilus Zhuang. I don't normally start my podcast like that, and I don't know why I even did it that way, but... uh, this is a never-ending journey of imperfection, and so this week has been, um, wow, it's been an emotional week. I think that's how I'd want to describe it. Uh, it really culminated to um, yesterday, my Sunday, um, which I'll, uh, you know, talk about maybe a little bit later. Um, you know, this uh, this journey is one in which where we, a lot of things happen, you know, and you know, if we're, if we're not paying attention, we miss out, we will um, completely miss the, the themes and the patterns and, and the, the beauty of the whole journey. Um, And so, you know, the father's journey is never ending. And the journey of life is never ending. Uh, There's just infinite things to learn across all seven of the domains of life. And if you don't know what the seven domains of life is, you know, I talk about it in, uh, you know, a few episodes back. And so I won't go into uh, describing that right now for you. Um, yeah, today's topic is a little bit of, um, it is something that I'm facing a ton of resistance speaking about. Um, and, you know, in the past, from the podcasts that I've done in the, in the past, you know, I, I say one thing whenever it comes to talking about my faith and, and what I believe is that I mean not to be pushy with it. You know, I am not saying it to, um, you know, convert you or to change your mind about what you believe. You know, I'm merely presenting my information and um, what I truly feel about it. And the, the thing about uh, being open-minded in our world is that um, we can take uh, so many different, so much different knowledge from different sources and we and each one will apply to us differently and so uh, I hope that what I shared today is something that you 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 do that with is that you take what you um, feel works for you right you have a heart and you have a spirit of discernment as well and if if it doesn't sit well and it doesn't land well then um, you are okay to not use it I there's no pressure from me whatsoever to believe what I believe I merely just want to pre- present a position and a, and a thought and another subjective view on this thing we call life. Um, you know, nobody, I don't think anybody on this planet can really speak with absolute, right? It's just, there's no, there's not enough. We're just imperfect. And the information we receive and how we perceive it is going to be imperfect also. And so there's nobody that's going to be definitive in their um in their walk in their in their journey through this life there's you know we're all kind of blindly you know wandering our way through it and trying to figure this whole thing out even those that claim and 
to, to be gurus and know, you know, this, know all that knowledge, uh, they are still fallible. Uh, and we've seen that from time to time. We've been shown that from time to time is that even the most holier than thou and the most just or whatever are, 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 are just as sinful as you and me. And so on today's topic, you know, I, as I was writing down my notes is that, uh, uh I want to entitle it. A father's love is not perfect. Um, and, and I mean, the fathers on this planet, right? Uh, you know, the, my belief is that we have a heavenly father and his love is perfect. And, uh, you know, I'll go to talk about some of those things. Um, but I wanted to speak about this because of something that happened this week. And actually this happened on, actually this happened yesterday morning. Um, so on my, my mornings on Sundays are quite interesting. Uh, me and my friend Alex like to do this thing we call the trifecta where we um, get together in the morning and we work out. We do a physical workout, uh, you know, which is also a mental workout, right? Considering that, you know, whenever you're working out, if you tell yourself that you can't pull, you know, can't do a certain weight or you resist against yourself and say, oh, you're not able to do another pull up. Well, you're right. Um, and so, you know, whenever I say workout, it's a physical and a mental thing. Um, and then after we do that, we go, we get ready and then we head to church together and we do kind of a spiritual, emotional, mental workout, right? A social workout too, because you, you're meeting other people and it's also environmental. And so after those, we typically go to do a cold dip after, which um, I ended up going to Richmond, um, but I'm just kind of detailing you what my days usually look like. But uh, so in the mornings, whenever I go to Alex's house, I, my, my kids typically like to go, right? Because Alex's son is my son's best friend. They are, they are tight. They're like two peas in a pod. Um, and, and, you know, it's one of those relationships where there's also a lot of abrasiveness, you know, there's, there's love there, but also sometimes it can you know, just like brothers, brothers love each other to, you know, immeasurable amounts, but, you know, they'll still have moments of tension and, and, um, you know, they, they will fight and they will push back against one another. And, you know, it's like, it's just, we're imperfect people. Anyways, I'm going to, we're going to talk about that. Um, you know, my son, as we were leaving the place, my son was noticeably, quiet and also very uh you could tell very downtrodden and um not speaking and uh quite he just looked really really sad and you know i asked him he's like hey like what's going on how you know how come you're feeling like this and and you know what was what what, what happened and certain things were said and um emotions were expressed and my son is a very sensitive um hard on the sleeve kind of kid and and um you know, what was said to him was very upsetting and it really hurt his feelings. And, and, um, you know, it, it, to me, it presented an opportunity to talk about, talk about love, right. And talk about, um, uh, this, this thing being human, like what is, what is that all about? You know, I tried to respond, um, you know, as we were leaving as best as I could. And, but it's just like, as we were getting ready for church, like driving back from, Alex's place and going back to our house like I was just mulling over those things um, as we were getting ready and you know it, as you chew on those things you kind of come to this place of uh, like revelation you know of, of as you think about something you start to realize and learn certain things about yourself even right like um, and this deepened my understanding of love also is like like we are we are fallible creatures. We are imperfect beings. We are like my, my question as I was chewing on this is like, like, 
I mean, not question, maybe the revelation is just that we are imperfect beings. We are not capable of perfect love. And so we are always bound to be disappointed. We are always not going to love fully. It's just impossible. And as I was thinking about what to talk about for this week's episode, you know, doing some, um, you know, in internal uh you know, discussion within myself and like doing some research and looking at Bible verses and, and just like looking at examples of the world that I've seen, you know, of, of love is like, it's, it's amazing. There's, there's so much to take away from this journey. Um, and, and so I want to present some of those things to you and, and like, and I, I, I say it in a way of, I want this episode to be one of liberation of, setting you free from this this expectation or um the setting you free from the um inevitable disappointment of this temporal love that we um we have no understanding of we have no grasp of it because we just we don't under, we won't understand it and so i'm going to read a verse that um is later on that's going to um shed some light on this um and and you know this verse is like one that talks about love specifically and and just how amazing and applicable that knowledge is for us to take away um because it's freeing when i presented this this information to my son on the way to church after we've gotten ready and i had been chewing on these things for a bit it, it felt liberating for myself too it it set me free too and and that's the amazing thing about you know God's word. It's like it's sharper than a double-edged sword, and and it's it, it it doesn't only help my son, but it will help me too in describing it to him and in teaching it to him and in in figuring out those things and chewing on those things myself um, and chewing on it over and over and over again. Um, and it's amazing how it ties into to our day. Um, you know, after after we went to church, um, you know, there was a a moment where. Uh, the, the pastor did an altar call and you know i and at that moment you know as i you know i've invited alex to our church and his son comes goes with him and and i i just thought about god's perfect love for us is like he does so many things to um like through friendship and through uh this temporal plane that we live on to fulfill things that he had pla has plans for other people like him moving us back here to the city that we're currently in was not just for ourselves, but also for those around us that, you know, we're, we're also called to be a light in a dark place. And, um, and so I don't want to go too, too in depth with that, but just know that God's love is perfect because he is the perfect, um, he's, he's just perfect. He is eternal. And so, um, I'm going to share some of these notes that I have. Um, and, you know, the, the reason why there's this reluctance to talk about it is because I am imperfect. And this concept and this topic is something that I cannot fully grasp myself. I am a grasshopper looking at an airplane, too. I am not going to be able to fully explain it the way that I want to. I would want to explain it. And it's never going to be comprehensive and conclusive because I am fallible. I am also subject to fail. And I am also not great with my words and i am not a perfect communicator i am there's so many things about who i am as a person that would just make it so that this message is not anyways 
God will make it complete. And I'm just trusting in the spirit that this information is going to be received by you and that you you will have something to take away from that. Um, You know, I've talked about this thing about us being imperfect, right? Um, This this means that our love is going to be imperfect too. Um, So you can imagine if we aim for that, um, aim for love as our existence, this temporal love as our existence. And we see this every day, actually. And we do this every single day, believe it or not. And, you know, I want you to think critically about this for yourself. And I don't say it in a convict, in a condemning way or, or to guilt you in any way, but this should be a bit of conviction for you to understand where you're currently at in your life. Um, and you'll understand why I call it liberating, because it really sets you free from this bondage and this, this hold that the devil essentially would want you to hold on to. Um, so you can imagine if we're aiming to please others, this is a, this is trying to satisfy something in somebody else. We are molding ourselves to fit within the parameters of somebody else's expectations for us, and that always disappoints. We will never strive. We will never be able to fit into that mold because we were not fit. We're not fit for that mold. And so, when we aim to please others, we are setting ourselves up for failure, and it'll never be perfect. Um, it, it, I guess it's just like the dish, dish drying rack example is that it's, it's such a subjective thing. It's like anybody could come and move a plate, move a plate a couple inches or uh, put it in a different spot entirely. Or, you know, there's just so many different ways of doing a certain thing. There's so many different ways to skin a, uh, skin a cat. I, I think that was the, that's a saying. Just there's so many different ways to do it. Aiming to please others, you're never going to fully satisfy this never going to fully actualize itself you know another thing is like you know people who work towards notoriety wanting to uh, be an influencer on social media it's like i'm going to release content that other people think is funny and or other people think is important and then you know you'll always be met with the resistance like people will always be toxic and say to you hey like i don't believe in that and um you know, it's, you're never going to be able to present a message that every single person is 100% unequivocally going to agree with. And so, you know, then what's the point of doing that? Why are we working towards something for somebody else? Um, you know, we're, we're not doing it to be famous with for ourselves, you know, like we're not, we're not like nobody can make themselves famous because they are their own audience. We're always, that kind of pursuit is always for other people. And that's always bound to disappoint because then you're just, it's a, it's a, it's a rocky foundation. You're actually not going to have much of a, of a life based on just, oh, well, if everybody in the world decided that you are an an idiot, then your whole existence and your whole identity is pretty much just going to stand with all these people that you are on top of. It's, you know, you, you just, that's a fallible thing it's not a secure foundation for love you know on the same thread of that is like building social credibility it's like even just the way you say that social credibility it's like it's based on what other people society thinks or what's what other people think of you and it's it's fallible it's you're not going to be fully satisfied and it's going to disappoint you in the end relationships with others i've seen this so many times with um, even some of the fathers you know with, with fathers is like we jump from oh you know divorced already and now i need to find another girl to love and i need to you know continue to cycle and just keep looking for the next person the next person and 
you're if that is what your aim is in life you're always going to be disappointed it's never going to satisfy you and like <laughs> we don't even fully know the person 100 you cannot say nobody on this planet can say they've ever known anybody 100 percent. you've never seen the soul of a person you've never seen the spirit of a person you've never seen the heart of a person and even their thoughts you do not know fully their thoughts and so, you know, whenever I say this love that we are part of is temporal, you know, as I was thinking about it, it's like I couldn't really wrap my head around it. Is love, is love eternal for us as human beings? I don't think it's eternal. I, I would say that it is not eternal because we don't, I didn't, before I met my wife, I didn't love her because I didn't even know who she was. Before I had my son and my daughter, I didn't know who they were. I didn't love them before then because I didn't know I didn't know who they were. They weren't even in existence yet. Now, you know, whether or not you want to argue, okay, so now that I do know them and I do love them and, and we're going into, you know, let's just say one day I pass and my kids pass, is that love eternal? I would say the answer is probably no because there's no conscious presence of love there. Um, you know, can I say that about the spirit? I don't know, you know, spirit the spirit is eternal it's something that is eternal and you know is 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 there love is there conscious love there for my children and for my wife there i cannot say that unequivocally so for now all i can say is that it is temporal um and so that is my evidence of saying that look love is not human love how we express love and what we know about love is temporal and it is not eternal and so that in itself, that in essence is imperfect. It is not a perfect love. Um, I mean, this, so I, I'm trying to like look at my notes and try to f f figure this, like how do I express this in such a way? Um, and I think maybe the best way to, to describe that um, this, this love is to give it the backdrop of what is the standard. Um, and again, this is the part where a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you know, like, oh, now you're talking about Jesus again. Are you talking about the Bible? And you're talking about God. Yes, this is where I go to talk about the Bible and Jesus and about God. But you receive it however you want to receive it. I am not telling you what you need to believe. This is what I believe. And you have to make the judgment of whether or not this is truth or, or, or it just doesn't apply. And it's okay if it doesn't because then you're not ready for it. And that's completely okay. There's no pressure for me and I'm not making any judgment on you if you do not receive this well. What do we measure this love against? Like, what is the standard? Because as human beings, we have this, we need this standard. We have world records for a reason. We have to, we use it as a way to gauge how somebody performed. Um, you know, there's a backdrop of it. We have to have somebody as a standard to make a judgment of love. And the only standard that I can even think of, because what is eternal? What on this world is eternal? Nothing. Nothing is eternal. Nothing is eternal. The only thing that is constant and is eternal is God himself, the one true creator. He is the one that is constant. And his example through sending his son Jesus to this world is the standard of love. What he did was the standard of love. Now, you can say, oh, yeah, he was just a dude that came and, and went. You can, you can totally believe that. I do not believe that. 
He's not a person that just came and did something and then just just left. What he did was an eternal thing. What he did on the cross is an eternal thing. Now you can whether you believe it or not, I'm not here to tell you what you need to believe, okay? But he is the standard. The Bible says clearly that that God knew who we were before he even formed us in the womb. Now you tell me what does that say about his love? That he knew you and thought of you before you were even born. And then so much to send your, his son to die on the cross for our sins, to bridge that gap of sin. And through our decision to give us a way back into a relationship with God, an eternal life with God. That is the expression of true love. I cannot find anything in the world that would describe love better than what was done through Jesus. And so I want to talk about this verse. And I'm going to read it because I think it's going to shed so much light on this concept of love. It's it's hard for us to grasp. And even reading it, sometimes uh, I'm like, wow, like I, I can't even, like my grasshopper brain is not even going through. And the verse even talks about it. And so this verse is actually in 1 Corinthians, which is in the New Testament. If you have a Bible, you know, feel free to pull it out and, and read this, like, like chew on it, like read it over and over again and see what gets revealed to you. Ask God to reveal things to you if you're curious about this stuff. 1 Corinthians 13, the first part is the subchapter of it is love. It actually just talks about love. And I'm going to go to speak about it right now. So 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the childish, the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am known. I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Such an amazing verse. Like, there's so much information here to, to dissect. And, you know, I'm, I, I am a preacher's son, but I am no preacher. And so I'm going to do my best to talk about this in a way that you can understand it. So, you know, I would love to go 
verse by verse and just talk about it, right? What are the things that come up as I read it as an imperfect person, as a fallible person to what do I see and how could this be something for you? And, you know, this is the beautiful thing about the Bible and the, the verses within it, the knowledge within it is that each person is going to receive something differently. And so hopefully it spurs something on in you and it gets you curious about your own life because, you know, how we love others really impacts how, how, how this life turns out. You know, if we're not, like it says in the beginning, if I am all these things, but I don't have love, I am nothing. I have done nothing and I will do nothing. And so that is literally the first couple of verses, right? He's talking about, well, if I have the gift of prophecy and I can fathom all these things, and I can do all these amazing things and have faith that can move mountains, but I don't have love. I am nothing. That is literally what the first three chapters, the first three verses talks about. Now, as a love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not both boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it doesn't keep record of wrongs, it does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Ask yourself, do you do all those things for your children? It's interesting, you know, some of the fathers in my group, one of them just, you know, he had his kid a few months ago. Um, and, you know, one of the early things in, you know, in, in being a father is like adjusting your time to this child and realizing that this child is so helpless and that it relies on us. And, you know, it's easy to have a thought of like, man, I just want to throw this kid out the window. You know what I mean? Like, that is an imperfect love. Like, we, we are not eternally patient. We are not eternally kind. We are are going to envy we are going to boast we are some of the we are probably the most proud creatures on this planet right we always we will always have this tendency to dishonor others we are always self-seeking we are easily angered we keep record of wrongs like we hold on to these things and we don't fully forgive people um and so like in describing what love is to us in that in those three in those four chapters of love is patient like we realize that we are f not fully capable of doing all of these things. We are imperfect. There's no way. This is the standard. This is what love is. And that's what these four verses are talking about. It's this is what love is. And we are not going to measure up to that. Um, but, you know, it's something for us to strive for, right? To know the bar is there. We know how to strive for that bar. Um, and so the next couple of chap next couple of verses, right? It goes, love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. This verse is confusing to me, and I actually don't know what that ultimately means for us. Uh, for me, there's, I've, I'm not sure how this even, this really applies, you know. Um, and it's interesting because then the next couple of verses, it, it explains why we don't know fully everything there is to know about um about love um so for we know in part and we prophesy in part which means we only know what we see or we only know what we know which is a, a portion of it we do not see fully right because the next verse says but when completeness comes what is in part disappears and so everything that we know in part we're suddenly going to see the whole picture you know, have you ever had that conversation with your wife or a conflict with your wife where, you know, you guys both thought you were on the same page. She knows something, you know something, you thought you were on the same page. And then as information gets released, you realize that, oh, 
this whole confusion stemmed from one word that was misspoken or one word that was misunderstood. You know, for me and my wife, her English is not her first language. Chinese is her first language. And there's a language barrier there. And so sometimes it's like, well, you said it like this. And to me, I received it this way. I was like, oh, no, I, you know, I, oh, you just used the wrong word and you didn't intend to use the wrong word. This is what you thought it meant. This is actually what it means. And so in that, it's like once the full picture comes out, you're like, Oh, wow, I, ca I can't believe that. I didn't realize that, you know, this whole confusion was just based on one single word being misinterpreted. And so this is the case with understanding love or understanding eternal matters of, of this, this universe that we live in from, you know, past to present and, and into the future is that we are seeing things in part. We are not seeing things in the completeness of time. We are not seeing... We haven't seen the completion. It hasn't even revealed itself to us. You know, one way to look at this is like if you have a pen in your hand or you're looking at it, you know, we see it in a in a linear path. Like we're we're just seeing it in front of us, what is in front of us. We can't even see all the details of the past, you know. And if, if you were in omnipresent and om, omnipotent God, you see that from different angles. You see it from all these different dimensions you can twist the pen around and look at it you can take it apart and open it up you can you can dissect every part of the pen and you can break it down to its most basic parts and you'd be able to see all the little bits and pieces so just imagine what we're seeing in love right now is we're just looking down the the the, the pen we're just looking down because that's all we can see what is ahead of us we can't even see what is behind us anymore there is like we're just in this blip we're literally just a little segment of the pen you know where we can't we don't see the whole picture and so that's what it's talking about right and then it goes on to say when i was a child i talk like a child and i thought like a child i reason like a child this is literally talking about what we are in part right we are right now living this life as a child and we are seeing things from a child's perspective we do not see the things of the adults we do not see the feel the pressures we do not see the stresses of life we do not see any of those things and it goes on to say you know when i became a man i put the ways of childhood behind me right you had this crossing over point where you suddenly became an adult and suddenly things were opening up to you and you understood and see saw so much more this is just a figurative and an, uh, an image an imagery of what life is like is that right now we are living in this plane and we do not see everything. We are living this child's life. We have not crossed over to the adult side and we have limited information and we're basing everything on limited information. And so it's no wonder we treat each other the way that we treat too, because, you know, we're, we are in this moment in time. We are in this blip right now. And then it goes on to say, for now, we see only a reflection as in a mirror then we shall see face to face. So you can imagine, you know, now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am known fully. And so that, that is literally like, we don't even know ourselves fully. Like we don't even know, like I, I, I've been on this personal development journey. Can I say that I know myself 100%? And I don't think anybody could ever say they know themselves 100%. There's probably ailments in my body that I have no idea about. There are probably imperfect imperfections about me that I have no idea about. And so you can imagine, like, how could I even go to base any kind of understanding or any kind of judgment on a concept as love? There's just no possible way. And that's just with love. There's so many different things in this world that we have no idea about. Hey, are there aliens? Can you tell me? Are there aliens? 
did the dinosaurs actually exist you know like there's there's all these different things that we had who killed jfk like how do we we don't even have this information we don't even have the basis we don't even have the evidence to present a sound fact like we there's no even if i presented evidence there's still room for interpretation there's still room for doubt always constantly there's going to be room for doubt and that is what it means to be in part is that we have pieces bits and pieces but we don't have the last piece to finish the entire puzzle we don't have multiple pieces to finish the puzzle we're missing huge chunks of it we'll never fully get it i don't think we'll ever be able to get it you know maybe one way to understand this is like there's 50 puzzles all in one thing and we're trying to figure this out with all these different pieces but in reality these pieces some of these pieces we're not meant to have we're not destined to have there's information that we're not destined to have if we have this information well we'd be god wouldn't we we would be god we would have all the information we wouldn't need god that is not the case and so the last verse goes and now these three things remain faith hope and love and the most important part of this is but the greatest of these is love the greatest of these is love now how is this liberating for you or how is this liberating for me i'll just talk about it for myself this is liberating for me because then i understand that as imperfect people we are bound to be disappointed by people of this world and even i am not perfect and so even when pushed to a capacity i will do things unimaginable i will curse in an unimaginable ways i will have thoughts unimaginable violence will become a very viable option at any point we all have a capacity when that capacity gets filled and i'm pushed to the brink we can do some immeasurable damage everybody likes to compare themselves to the next person and say that oh how can anybody perform such an atrocious um act of violence you have no idea what you are capable of friend you have no idea we all have a sinful bone in our body that is what caused the disconnect we all have this in our system it is something that does not go away we are we are not created evil we chose we chose actively chose made a decision took control of our situation and we chose to disobey and so here we are now every single father your love is not perfect i'm sorry to tell you this but your love is not perfect but it can be made perfect not on this temporal plane i don't think it can i don't think it's possible to make love perfect in this temporal plane for our own relationships with our children but it's liberating to tell our children that and that is literally what i told my son i was like you know that we do not you should know that we do not live for the satisfaction of other people we will always be disappointed we will always get our feelings hurt and that is liberating but then what do we do with that information well how do we love other people love is patient love is kind we are not perfect in it but we have the backdrop we have the foundation to build upon love and it's been given to us doesn't dishonor others it does not boast it is not proud it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no records of wrong now having that knowledge and knowing what that is this allows us to be mindful of it next time you feel like you want to get upset and get angry at your children think about it it does not dishonor them it is not self-seeking 
it is not easily angered am i am i being am i a father out of love in this position in those situations with your children think about that if you have the presence of mind to think about it how am i loving my children and how am i showing my children what love is in this particular situation if you constantly think like that your love is going to get closer to perfection but it will never get there still but it'll be better and that is really what this journey is all about it's about optimization it's about getting better it's about doing it doing life better striving for perfection but knowing that we will never get there it's it's about being persistent and so i want this message to be one of 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 emboldening you of encouraging you of motivating you of inspiring you to love better not just your own family but yourself but to love others to understand that we are not perfect beings and we are imperfect but that doesn't mean that we don't have an understand that doesn't mean we do not have the once you know this knowledge and once you know what love is we know what to strive for we know how to do it better right we are we are constantly doing better and I, that's what i hope this episode does for you is that it teaches you that we are optimizing and that we are getting better we will never be perfect and that should liberate you to live your life in a way that is just with grace and with mercy and you know i i speak about this concept of love is 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 that to me and i've said this already is that jesus is that example of love his example is the greatest example of love to send for god to send his son to die on the cross for our sins of what we did of what we did wrong past present and future that is the perfect expression of love and and, and so I, I i want that for so many people i want i want because that feeling is amazing to be loved that way to know that you did nothing to deserve this you deserved the worst of the worst and yet somebody chose to die on the cross for what i did and for what you did you might not believe it you might not think about these you might not think that this is something that this person did for you because it doesn't take it away it doesn't doesn't dilute it it doesn't take it away it doesn't minimize the action it's already been done it's already been paid for and so i want to set you free from that is that this can be like bondage this can hold us down if we if we allow it to right it, it, because it, it we know that it'll never appease us it'll never fulfill us it'll always disappoint us chasing after somebody else's love or somebody else's approval of us it sets us free to be open it sets us free to receive it sets us free to give openly this imperfect love and hope that it makes it complete through god i i i don't really know where else to go with this conversation i think you know, if you have any questions about anything that I've shared today, um, you know, I am I am really a person that just loves to live um, with my heart on the, on my sleeve, and you know, I I don't ever want to pressure anything. I I don't want my words to be what convinces you of what I believe. Um, but if you are curious and you have questions, I I encourage you to lean into that and seek seek answers you might not you you might not choose to go to me you can go to other people that you know as authority figures 
Um, but as long as you're digging in and you're feeling it, if you're feeling this unease about anything that I've shared, um, clue into it, ask questions, get answers. Um, because that's, that's really what this journey of life is all about. Um, so the interesting thing is, you know, I, I was talking about, um, yesterday's church and how love is made complete is, you know, God loves us so fully, so much that he has things working for us and plans it all. And he orchestrates everything for us and for our good. And so yesterday when the pastor did the altar call, you know, I'm sitting next to my friend, Alex, and I, um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just filled with emotion. My whole week has been this culmination of wanting, wondering how my friends and family were going to, um, receive Jesus into their heart. And, you know, it's something that God has put in my heart that, um, as of late has been quite an emotional experience. And that's why I call this, this week, uh, emotional is, um, and so, as as the altar call was getting finished, um, you know, I, I I kept looking over at my friend Alex, and I still saw him sitting there, and I just I just was feeling, um, you know, this 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 letdown of sorts, right? Thinking that oh, he was going to go up there, and you know, he was going to receive the Lord right there, and and, um, and and you know, it didn't happen. I guess you could say that I expected it a certain way in my human interpretation, and it didn't happen the way that I thought it was going to happen. Um, but, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, completely let down. I knew that God was still doing something amazing. Anyways, as we were driving, you know, as we left the church and we were driving to Richmond, um, he calls me. Alex calls me and um, he, uh, you know, wanted to know what the process of getting baptized was. And my heart just, my heart exploded. Like I was uh, so filled with emotion and just, those are words that I, uh, I had been praying for for a long time and um, my family has been praying for for a long time and um, to hear them was like it was so amazing and I just thought suddenly like God this 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 reason that you have us back in the city to to, to give you a context on this when my wife and I uh, were still living in China my, my family was living in um, a different city called Richmond um, and that's where I called home for a long time. Um, and, but before we came back, uh, my parents moved out here to Maple Ridge, um, for some circumstance that I'm not going to talk about right now. Um, but like Richmond to Maple Ridge is like, it's like moving from, it would be like moving from Texas to like China. It was just like, or China to Texas. Like it was just very different places. Um, and we always wondered, like, why? Why Maple Ridge? Why are we living in Maple Ridge? And at that moment, whenever Alex asked me those questions, I, f I saw God's love. I saw God's perfect love is that, you know, and it wasn't just for Alex, right? No, we didn't move back here just for, for my friend. But it, he, you know, he fulfilled things for us too. Like, he's fulfilling his purpose through us. And for if if and it's interesting because as we were working out in the morning alex was just talking alex was talking about yeah like whenever i knew jules was on the way that like his son was on his way that he had to um he had to get his get his things together he had to get his crap together like he had to start to figure this out and whenever jules finally came it was like he had to he 
this is now time to show up. I have to do better. I have to be better. And like, that's the thing is like, God does that for us too. God wants Alex back in the herd. He wants him. He wants him back with the family and bringing us back to Maple Ridge and having my son and his son go to the same kindergarten and become best friends from pretty much day one and for our wives to meet and then become great friends and then introduce me to Alex and for us to develop a bond and to now have him call and ask me this question I was floored I was floored by how amazing God works and how beautiful the miracle is of 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 that whole journey of that whole process and like I I was blown away and just so then for the rest of the day I was just like man Lord how do I how do I do this like what is the next step here like I want to I want to do it right now, like feel like urgency suddenly. And it, it motivated me and it urged me to want to continue praying for more friends and for our family um, back home in China, our friends that family that don't know God personally, don't know Jesus personally, to want them to have that same experience and feel that love and feel the love that I feel. Um, and, it, you know, it was made complete. Like I was just to see that and to see this whole journey unfold and to see my friend whom I had been praying for a long time finally ask that question. It, it was like I have no words to describe. Um, it was it was so beautiful and um, one that just like continues to well up tears in me. And, um, you know, I wanted to share that, you know, with you guys is that um, if you have anything that you are um, facing, and that you are scared and you do not know where that hope and where that faith is going to come from and and you need somebody to just love on you and just to hear you and just to listen to you please choose me please choose me and please reach out to me um, I am very I am very grateful for the life that I get to live and this isn't something that I should keep to myself and I'd love to serve you and I'd love to help you on your journey in any way that I can um, I I feel very strongly about this and um, I hope that I can serve serve you to the fullest of my ability um, and so I you know do lean in if you certain if you feel that there's something there and you want to ask questions about it please ask questions I wanted to present also the meetups to you, right? We do our Thursday meetups at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, if you're a father that's looking to just open up and share about your life, um, share your wins with other people, share your lessons with other people, share your knowledge with other people, I'd invite you to come out. Um, you know, we have a we have a registration link that I can send out to you, and um, you can get connected that way. Um, also, we have a Patreon. Uh, if you're looking to go beyond, um, you know, this this growth, you want to push yourself further, um, I have a Patreon and there's a membership and there's different subscription uh, tiers that you can be a part of. Um, speaking of which, tomorrow I am meeting these patrons, the patrons that are already uh, supporting the channel and supporting this work, um, to talk about our resolutions for the year um, and to hold each other to it because if we don't hold ourselves to it and we don't keep track of it, we're going to lose it. And suddenly the whole year is going to look the same way it did last year. And, you know, that's just that just won't do. And so if you're looking to 
to get connected that way, um, I'd highly encourage you to subscribe and to, um, to support this work because this is everything that I do. And, uh, this is everything that I am a part of. Um, aside from that, if you are looking to get connected, um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, you know, noble father and also coach Theo Z, um, is my, uh, tag. You can find me on social media. You can friend me on Facebook and I'll, you know, I just love to have a conversation and get to know you. Um, this is really what this work is all about and, and I love it so much. And, um, so hopefully you get a better understanding of what love is today and it really guides you into this week of how do we go? How does this year look if we were to think about love from this position? Um, and, uh, you know, what, what, what does it mean? It'd be an interesting experiment to know, to see what that all looks like. And so, um, there's really nothing else I want to share today. I hope that this week goes amazing for you. And just remember to love and to to be in love. Everything to do in love. Um, uh, yeah, so thank you for joining me. Have a great week. Take care and bye for now. Please show your support for the Noble Father podcast by recommending the podcast to your family and friends. You can also subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. And also, if you know a father who is interested in a regular meetup every week where they can show up authentically and share the best parts of themselves, some of the struggles they're going through, some of the wins that they have, and even some lessons to bless other fathers with, and um, also have them in our Facebook community, um, just a bunch of men who genuinely care about one another and just share space and hold it for one another. Thank you very much for listening to the Noble Father podcast. Until next time, bye for now.